Welcome back over here. This is part three of this series with James Vasquez. As most of you guys do know, he's the gentleman on Twitter. He is the Russian hunter. He's the American that is volunteering over there in Ukraine, fighting with the Ukrainians against the Russian invasion. Now, I wanted to bring him on here. As a lot of you guys do know, we're trying to raise money for their, their cause with the Ripley's Heroes on, on, on RipRawlings.com, which is a very trusted source. Myself, I've donated 5000 to the cause. Uh, if you guys would like to do it, a lot of people have been saying, oh my God, we just gave them $400 million to the Ukrainians. It is real, but it's it's more or less in munitions and, and stuff like that. Now, these men need to buy medical supplies, uh, flak jackets, helmets, gloves, like everything you could possibly imagine, vehicles, just to get around over there. So if you would like to donate, please do. It'll be linked at the very top of the description. Everything down to like a dollar, two dollars, five, it all adds up. If we're able to do this 100,000 times, imagine the kind of money we can and the lives we can change in Ukraine. I, I do want to point out one thing. It's all non-lethal equipment. All non-lethal equipment. Very important you guys know that. And it's 100% of charity all the way through. These men are not paying. Like, he's not being paid out of the charity. No one is. Rip Rawlings isn't being paid himself. Like, no one's being paid out of it. So just so you know, all the funds are actually being utilized for needed 100% of all the funds are being utilized for non-lethal equipment that are needed in uh, Ukraine, which means soup to nuts um you know like you said medical supplies to you know body armor you know all the things that we need to uh you know and, every, and everything in between yeah so we're going to start off where we <clears throat> left off uh in the, in the last episode now there was a big battle that had taken place and i and i don't know exactly where this was we we last we left off we were inside of the northern part of kiev i guess you would say and you were painting cars and so forth prepping for your next push yes, out sir. east now, we're talking about, I don't know the city. I don't think you even know the city because a lot of the times you just kind of just roll the flow. The Donetsk region, I guess you would say. So, in, in Donetsk, yeah. Okay. So, but prior to that, when we left Kiev, half of our team actually left on railroad, you know, six hours away, you know, towards Donetsk. And um, that was the Javelin team. Okay. So I was still with the, um, you know, kind of like, let's call it the 11 Bravo team. They, okay. The, um, Ground the uh, ground pounders, you know, the infantrymen. And then when Kiev started slowing down, when, when the Russians were pulling out, and that was like, you know, after a couple of weeks of hard, hard fighting, me and uh, Victor, we went back to the rear. We All our vehicles were gone, shot up. We only had one, and one vehicle left, and that vehicle didn't even have any windows. Everything was shot out. So I raised some money, and we went back to the rear. And like I was saying before, you know, we, we can kind of easily move out throughout the country. And uh, so we came back. with We went back to Lviv, secured these vehicles, had to go through a tremendous amount of hoops, you know, getting paperwork and everything. It's, it's, it's a lot, really. You, you think that nothing, you know, anything goes over there? It's not true. They are very, you know, paperwork-oriented over there so we had to um, jump through a lot of hoops you know get a lot of uh people on board brought back a couple vehicles now the vehicles that we brought back are full with all types of gear you know we we went and we reloaded you know just everything that you could possibly anything a girl can dream of um we we had it turns out that uh our our, our mission shifted to Donetsk so we started heading to Donetsk. Now that was like an eighteen-hour drive from Lviv to Donetsk. It was it was quite a trip. So now we're at we're in Donetsk, and uh, we pull up. This big metal gate, rolling gate, opens up, and there's my guys that that I hadn't seen in a couple of weeks. The javelin team. The thing about these guys that I left two weeks before, you can see that you know I can see in their eyes that these guys have been through some. 
they were no longer the happy, smiling, you know, guys that I saw. It's like, you know, they, you know, when we left, they were, you know, everybody was hugging and stuff like that. When I got there, they were just, it was a, it was a basic handshake and, you know, the thousand, thousand yard stare in all their eyes. And I knew that these guys just went through a lot of shit. And I knew that me being here is going to be, I'm going to be equally going through a lot of shit. How long were you gone from them at this point? Two weeks. Two weeks. You were away from the Javelin team, the quote-unquote Javelin team that left to go out east. Just two, two weeks. weeks. Now, what caused it? Shelling? Heavy battle? Heavy fighting? What, what, what was it, you think? You ever go to a Jiffy Lube and get your oil changed? Well, yeah. And they have, like, that little uh, pit where yeah. they, you know. So there was one of those because it was an old bus station. And there was one of those, like, little pits where you would, you know, work on a you know car or a bus. And this one guy, this one kid, he, um, you know, Anytime we were getting shelled, he would jump in that thing like, you know, and just, he, he was just, you could just see it in everybody's face. You know, they, they've been through a lot. So my introduction over there, I get there. All right, here's your new weapon. And, you know, I'm, I'm just getting my AK because I, I dismantled everything from my AK before and gave it back to the guys that I left. And then these guys just issued me and kaboom like you just and i'm like what the hell is going on and no one flinches because they go through it all day every day and then i realized i was like i'm in a really bad place they were just under it from the shelling constant shelling constant shelling are they doing there were were two type of people one person that can you know drink a cup of coffee while a bomb goes off and one person that you know, like hits the deck and, you know, like it's the last, like it's going to be the last day of their life. And so you kind of, kind of have to separate yourself from the two. I got to be with the guys that can drink a cup of coffee yeah. while the shelling goes off. So you guys are doing ops <clears throat> out of this compound. We're going to call it the compound. The compound was a bus station, whatever. Yeah, it was an old bus station. Okay, so you guys are doing, you guys are doing ops. Are you guys actually doing uh, actual offensive movements out of here. You guys actually doing... Well, we're talking about the first day I got there. So I don't know my asshole for my elbow and I don't know this area. Now I'm in a completely different area. I started acclimating, you know, in in Kiev. Now I'm in a completely different area and, you know, of course, I don't know that was the where terrain I am. Much different? What? Was the terrain significantly different? We're talking about trees, hills, dirt. It was... <laughs> yes. And Kiev was a, a lot of... Um, it was a lot of urban combat. Mm-hmm. Um, this is now, you're talking forest, just forest. You know, and, and for anybody who doesn't know, when you train and you train for urban combat, that is something that you know. And if you, you, you can't, like, just switch over. There's people who do urban combat. There's people, like, as you know, mm-hmm. you can be in the mountains of Afghanistan or you can be, you know, in the villages of, uh, like, you know, Fallujah. Yeah. So. So it's a it's a it's a completely different thing, and you got to really acclimate yourself and tra- and change you know your your process of uh, battle, you know accordingly. So, so here we are now. I'm in a forest. You know, I mean, this place was disgusting. We didn't have bathrooms. We didn't have water. We didn't have. Any, I mean, it was just we didn't have beds. There was no there was no accommodations that yeah that you can be possibly comfortable in. I slept on a door. I, I, I took I took off a door in the bus depot, pulled the door off the hinges, and threw it on two old tires, and that was my bed. The only thing that we had was, like, bottled water and eggs. Eggs, hey, protein. It's good. 
I mean, that, and yeah, you, and you got to just do it. So you got there about two weeks after then, but when did you guys start doing operations out of there? Were you guys actually immediately? Doing, immediately. Okay. Yeah. So were you guys actually doing uh, ambushes? Were, were they, what, what, I was, got, what was the main all right, thing? Let's, let's, let's put it this way. I got there at about 3 p.m. By 9 p.m., I was already asked to go out on a mission. Now, what was this mission consist of? Like uh, this one? Overwatch? Ja- javelin. Javelin. Okay. You had intel that there was Russian tanks yeah. in a certain area. And I, I think at that point, I didn't even have a weapon yet. Uh, again, like just from the beginning, like just like the beginning when I got there, I didn't have a weapon. But that night, I didn't care because, um, you know, at, at this point, I, I'm, I'm so used to, you know, being, I'm like, listen, wh- why do I even need an AK, you know, when, when I'm running around with a javelin? We're going to take out a tank. We're going in and out. You know, I'll get suppressive fire. I'll get out of there. Now, do these, now these Russian tanks, do they have thermal imaging? Like ours? Do they have the capabilities? No. Like, okay, so at night, they're very vulnerable is what you're telling me. I went to steal a tank once. I don't even know how these guys fit in it. It's so... It, just it's tight? So, it's so tight. I had to, like, literally discard all my gear just to get in the thing and, um, and to, to start it up and, and get it going. It, it's just completely... It, it's You can't... I don't know what kind of jockeys they have, you know, <laughs> driving these tanks, but you got to be a tiny, tiny guy. Tiny yeah. guy. But, but on this on this certain mission, you guys actually, were you guys successful? Yeah. Okay, so you yeah. guys go out nighttime. Night you, one, yeah. So night one, you go out. Now, you have intel that there's Russian tanks within the area or a certain amount of kilometers or however far Alpha it is. I don't, I don't know. We don't have to go in that detail, but That's, you guys were successful in actually taking out how many tanks at night? Oh, just one. Just the one. You had one. one. one and I, don't even know, I don't even think it was a tank. I think it was an assault vehicle. Um, you know, it's kind of like you're just waiting around to see. You get intel where these guys are going to be, you know, their movement's going to be, where they are. That particular night, I, I think it was just one assault vehicle. You know, you got to go in and out. But you know, how, you, know, like, you know how important that is? Like, I don't know if a lot of people realize, taking out one at night instills fear on... The, the opposing force. Like, you know how they all, they, like, they can't, they, they it's can't a, sleep it's, anymore. it's a big deal to own the night. Yes. Owning the night is very important. That's why I'm asking you, did they have a lot of thermal imaging? Did they have any night vision? Have you ever I, came I, across I've, I've come across a lot of um, operations where, you know, where we moved rushes out and they left everything behind. And uh, and we've collected a lot of, you know, we've collected their weapons and we reused it. Again. But one thing I've never seen, I've never seen night vision on uh, Russians. Okay, so they don't, so that's, that's what, that was my question. They have no nighttime capabilities. I don't, capabilities I don't right now. think so. On a mass scale. How about this? On a mass scale. Of course, their VDV and their special forces. I can say on a mass got. scale, they don't. Okay. I can maybe on a special ops scale. They sure do. They probably do. For sure do. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going from there. Did anything happen between then and this photo? Well, that photo was a big day. That was, That's what I'm um, saying. From from that one night op, was there any other that you know of that you guys were actually going out, effectively taking out uh, the opposing force at this point, the Russians? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we, we started doing a lot of night ops. And as a matter of fact, my guys are now just getting so prolific at that. They're still... I, I talk to my guys every day. Um, and uh, they, they are... You know, we're owning the night now. So that's what needs to happen. But... Um, I think, you know, back then it was like kind of like more, a little more primitive than that. You know, we didn't have a whole lot. But I always had thermals. I always had night vision. I had night vision on my, on my helmet and I got phosphorus. I, have, I had a thermal, but I'm the only one <laughs> that had that. 
And um, so, you know, for me to go out on a night op with just me having, even if I handed my thermals and used my MVGs, it's just two guys, you know, trying to find, you know, a bunch of guys and, do and you have every, any, everybody else is in the dark. So do you have any, my, my, here's my next question. Cause I've done a lot of night ops myself, mm-hmm. a lot of walking, like a significant amount of walking a night. I've done a ton. Mm-hmm. How did you manage to get around without mapping? Oh, I just I I trusted the uh, Ukraines. They th- these guys know the terrain like nobody's business. Okay, so the so the so the people they they're from this area in a sense. Which who mm-hmm. you're fighting? Okay, so mm-hmm. that makes a little bit more sense because uh, I, I was like I'm sitting here thinking like trying to fathom at night how you're walking around without of a simple map. I can tell you, one hundred percent. I had no idea where I was going at any given time. So you just trusted the man in front. Of I you. just trusted the man. Point in front man of me. was was a guy. Yes, sir. Okay. So now my next question: If Point Man went down, what was what was your guys's like? What was the idea then? There was no backup plan. Okay. <laughs> wow. And uh, I mean, just go back in the direction we came from. That's pretty much it. So inside of this area where you're talking about, how many Ukrainian forces were working out of this this camp? The bus station? Yes, the bus station. We'll call it whatever you want to call it. This okay. It consisted of like three different units. Okay. By the way, um, I don't have I don't have any idea what the other two units were doing. I just know what we were doing. That's that's for common. I mean, I, yeah, 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 that's common. But but we're all holed up in the same place and but separated. And is there a lot of other Ukrainians outside of this? No. Bus? So no, you guys no, were the no. only ones. No, I mean so, the, the whole. Everybody had cleared out. No one was so there. You no guys, civilian. If you saw a civilian over there, you're like, why are you still here? So this, so y'all's bus station was now considered a military target 100%. 100%. Okay, so yes. that's, why, that's why I'm trying to, 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 the to point that, lay out a picture here. To the point that mortars were coming so close, I, I thought that maybe they already got intel and know where we are. And um, how, was your, how was your security set up inside this place? Do you guys have security at night? We have, you know, we have an LPOP uh, lookout. I suppose, uh, I mean, because you guys don't really have night vision capabilities, so how do you know what's coming up? Do you guys have code words? You know, like, what? It's, you know, it's, it's funny you say that, because, like, I can come outside, and there's, a, and, and there's a guy on guard. He can't see me. I mean, I'm talking about total blackness. He can't see me. He doesn't know who I am. There's no, there's no password. You know how we yes, do it. Yes, so why, why, why don't you guys start implementing that? Like, what is that other thing? I tried to do that, but, you know, sometimes, you know, you know, listen, I've heard this a million times. You're in Ukraine now. So, uh, <laughs> okay, okay, that's fine, fine. It's, it's very, you know, and that point, you know, to your point, um, that is, um, that was one of the things that bothered me the most. I'm like, how, how do you know if you, somebody's walking down? Nobody, you know, there's a guard there. He never picks up his weapon. He's, he's, he just thinks everybody is a friendly. And they don't have that, um, you know, that wherewithal to say, hey, look, we're going to need a password. And I try to implement that, but, you know, it, fell on, it fell on deaf ears. Okay, so we're going from night ops. You guys are actually making some progress in this area, correct? You guys are actually doing some good. Now you're going to May 3rd. Yes. Now, this day in particular was kind of a big day. Now, I want you to kind of... That was probably the biggest day I've had since I was there. Now, Lee, now, now give me some, some insight. So, how did you guys get the, the intel on this? I don't get the intel. The intel is given to... The elders. Guys. Yeah, the, the, the old <laughs> okay, guys. Okay, yeah, the yeah. older guy. No, at this point, it was a little more organized. They, oh, they actually had a commander, and I, and I guess this commander was uh, highly regarded. So, now I feel a little more comfortable, even though I'm in crazier... Uh, environment situations conditions. Okay. yeah um, by the way can i ask one thing real quick go on were these men that you were working with with a uh i know they're 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 more battle trained and whatnot but were there was their equipment getting a little bit better 
Were they more proficient with their weapons? Were the no. weapon system better? No. So, okay, still no. working with... They all had what I just gave them, you know, before. So we haven't had any advancement there? No. There's okay. no advancement in, in, in weapons. At that point, I had outfitted, like, all those guys a couple of weeks before. How, how many javelins and stingers and or those kind of, like, Western equipment did you guys actually have inside of your hands? I got to be honest with you. I think we had, like, infinite javelins, which is amazing. Which is... Uh, it, it's, yeah. it's the one thing that... The whole time I was there, that we had no problem um, getting or using. I don't even know where it came from. Never asked. You know, it doesn't really matter at this point. Yeah. Okay. Uh, stingers. We didn't have any stingers. No stingers. No. Okay. So now we're gonna go on to the intel. So your commander gets intel. It had to be really credible intel at this point that there was something going on, an operation. You know, one of the elders. Okay. Um, says, "Hey, look, this commander wants to talk to you guys. You, you and the Brit." And and I'm like, "Oh shit, man! Like, are we gonna?" trouble or you know what's going on and no so sure enough the commander comes and he's got he's like hey listen um you know, they heard about us already now at this point we start we're starting to become like you know well known throughout the ranks uh if you can call it that mm -hmm. guy comes up to us and he's uh he's like hey look we got this uh we got this crazy mission you don't have to do it you know we would like you to do it and so you know basically i'm like i'm thinking to myself i'm like all right this Guys asking me to go on a suicide mission, right? And truly, it, it, it could have been that. And uh, again, me and the Brit, we never not took a mission. So we weren't going to stop there, you know? Um, so I had a choice. I didn't have to go. I could have just stayed right back in the barracks and get shelled all day. Just hung out. And just hang out. Yeah. You know, eating, that, that's, that's not like you. Eating okay. eggs and, and potato <laughs> MREs or whatever. So we, we're like, you know, listen, we're all in. You know, we had just gotten to this new unit. So it was like two days after this commander comes. And that's um, that's this day right here that you got on the computer. Um, it was very crude. They're like, they 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 brought it. I, we said yes. They brought us out. They opened up these doors on like a Chevy Suburban. And they give me this LMG. <laughs> LMG with uh, two other boxes, you know, or three other boxes, 800 rounds. LMG. Can you shoot an LMG? Sure can. All right. Well, that's what you're carrying. <laughs> and uh, they give Victor, uh, you know, this, you know, jacked up um, AK-47 and, and gave me an AT-4. <laughs> an AT-4 rocket launcher. Just like all this is in the back of a truck. This guy just pulls it out. He was like, hey, you know how to use this? Yeah, sure. Use it in the army. All right. Here you go. Just hands me an AT4 rocket and uh, says, look, we're going to pick you up tomorrow morning early. You know, be ready at like 6 a.m. We're going to, uh, you know, we, we have we have this Russian position that we call. A f now, by the way, they're speaking Ukrainian. This is Victor translating to me. But, I, you know, I'm just, you know, paraphrasing. So there's like this little island. And I'm, I'm doing this and nobody can see this. So, like, there's this little island that they call the Fish Island where they know that Russians are holed up. Is it on a river system? No. Okay. But in the, but in the interim, when we get there, we, we're going up a road and we're watching uh, Ukraine and Russia play, um, you know, mortar ping pong. Yeah. It's just going back and forth. So we're completely in the middle, and that's why you see me, you know, at some point, they just, I don't know if they kind of zeroed in on us or they were lucky. So I'm like, oh, shit, man. Um, here we go. I'm in it now. And, but that, 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 that video, 
That was just the last rocket that hit I, I, where I had to wear with all that. I'm like, oh, let me just pull my phone out and like record this, even if it's the last thing I ever record. It was like there was like 30 of those of those shells that landed right around me, you know, before I took that video. So it's, uh, you know, you, we were just burying our heads pretty deep. So you went from getting shelled, moving on the element. Were you part of the assaulting element or the flanking element? So now we're in the middle of this, um, you know, ping pong game. And our objective was to get to, you know, basically they make it a one man ping pong. Game, now, how, did you, know? you did you guys have actual comms back to the Ukrainians who were lobbing around? We had no, we had sh- how do, they know, how do they know to stop lobbing rounds when you got a, got on got on the objective? You, you, you don't. Oh, that did sound fun. So when you get there and you're moving towards the objective, are you on the assaulting or the flanking element at this point? I'm on the assault element. Always okay. on the assault. Element. So you're on the assaulting element. You clearly are one of the more. Uh, if people don't realize this. The 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 machine the guy's holding a machine gun that has the LMG guy is the first guy that gets killed <laughs> it's the guy that they, they want to take out because it is it's yeah. able to send the most rounds on range right. he's the most effect like the guy has a thousand rounds on him like you want to take that usually in in our military we have gun teams you have like a two-man or three-man team on the ground and one has t e one's carrying ammo one's carrying another thing ammo and another one's carrying the machine gun machine gun teams are extremely important so you're on the you're on the machine gun. You're so I'm team. on the LMG, and I I immediately that's the first thing I even told Victor. I was like, you know, because he was like, man, I you know why don't I have that? I said, Vic, I said, the guy with the LMG is the first guy who's gonna get killed. You don't want this, shit. <laughs> you know. We're moving toward this Russian position, and oh by the way, it wasn't one of the uh, positions that were lobbing mortars back and forth. It was a element that we knew. That was there that had, you know, we knew at least they had a couple tanks. We knew they had at least a couple assault vehicles. And we knew there was a significant amount of men. So that's, you know, so we called it Fish Island. You know, this little um, island that was shaped like a fish. Mm-hmm. So how did how, so how'd you get onto the objective at this point? Um, very slowly by foot. How long, how long from when you guys took off to get to getting there? Probably looking at about three kilometers of... Um, but S- slow moving. So you're looking, at, you're looking at like three hours just to get to our objective. Uh, slow moving. Um, you know, at this point, these guys are getting a little better, you know, tactically, you know, in tactical formations, you know, you know, Next you know stop, stop, get down, you know, everybody, you know, look around, um, you know, observe your uh, terrain, observe your area. Do you see anything that's, you know, do you see human feces right there, you know, that somebody just recently did? You know, it's, it's just... Everything, you know, it's all the signs of tracking down a person or, uh, you know, in this particular case, a uh, company or a platoon. So how much, how much contact did you guys receive and how did the initial contact actually take place from the Russian side of things? How do they know you guys were there? They didn't. They're so undisciplined. So they had no outer security. They had nothing. Like literally didn't even have weapons did, on them. Did They're you, walking around like... You know, not like, so, so did you guys come up a road? Did you guys follow? No, roads no, in there? We're, we're walking through. Uh, yeah, you know, kind of a road, but off, but on you know, on the beaten off the beaten path. That, that makes a little more sense because they're going to be on there with their tanks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But what I'm asking is, so they had no outer security. Yeah. Well, so you know, to your point, we we are literally following tank tracks, and uh, <laughs> I, I, they do everything just to lead us to them. You know, even you know, we passed an area where there's landmines. They weren't buried. They weren't, you know, it, they were like, we collected those landmines and took them for ourselves. 
and we use them against them. It, they just put them on top of the soil like, like they're just lazy. Like we're too stupid to you know figure. Like we're just gonna drive through everywhere and nobody's gonna know that there's big green bouncing betties. So, <laughs> that's so goofy. But you you get on your objective. You get on where you're supposed to go through. There's no phase line. There's nothing like that. You're just getting there. Yeah. So you get there. Yeah. You guys initiate contact on them. Oh yeah. Okay. No. So we, we we surround them, and uh, they have zero idea that we're around them. How many minnows is by, by the way on your uh, side? I'm I got about at this point I'm like you know I think I'm 14 men deep. So you guys basically have two squads where yep. the men essentially well pretty much a half a platoon essentially at this point you have like a half a platoon I don't yeah. even, I don't want to even say that you guys have two squads it don't really matter you guys are going on there and you guys initiate contact on them who is the first one is it a machine gunner or is it somebody with a javelin or an AT4 that is hitting like how how was contact initiated on this in this in the this first contact was an AT4. Okay, going after a BMP of some sort. Yeah, or, a BMP. Okay, and then uh, and then How, every, and then everybody hell broke loose after that. That's that. So here's my next question, which I myself want to know: How did the Russians react to contact? Actually, they ran. They, they ran. Yeah, as a matter of fact, one tank got away because everybody just and that and they abandoned everything that they had. Every you know so any you're, any. You're telling me. That their that their SOP their standard operating procedures was to literally break contact, was not to hold ground. And maintain the, what they had. The guys that ran in different directions are probably still out in that field and don't know where they are. <laughs> so they just broke contact they, instantly. No, yeah, no, no one. There was it was. Listen, I'm not going to say that there wasn't any resistance, but there could have been a lot more. So was this a platoon size element? You guys were yeah, and this is the Siberian army. By the way, so we actually have a video, I believe, this one right here. Yeah. Okay. So this is this was during the during the firefight, essentially. Still, this is after we took their um, their assault vehicle, and that's what it says. Something in Siberian. Or so yeah. So I I got educated just by uh, the public, not not because I knew what that was. My Victor was trying to explain to me that you know that's his Asian writing, and uh, this is um, you know uh, uh, an elite Russian unit. And, uh, you know, I kind of like didn't even understand what he was saying. But when I posted that video on Twitter, I, I learned from the general public that this is, you know, the elite, the Siberian army, the best of the best. And uh, we kind of made short work of them. So I don't know where that eliteness is coming from. Coming from so 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 they break contact and you guys legitimately you guys. I mean, what we got? We got ammo crates here. We it, got it, it was grenades. it was a candy store. Like, this day. is crazy. This is to me. This is this is a lot of just like, look at all that stuff. Like crates of, I mean, crates yeah, of grenades, crates of grenades, crates of ammo, rocket launchers. I mean, we. I took another fifty cal that day with a Leatherman. Leatherman, you better start paying me. <laughs> um, and um, and I think the fifty. No, no. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a we were like kids in a candy store, but everybody starts um you know pilfering all these things that the the Russians left, and I'm screaming at everybody. I'm like, stop! You know they you know you They're don't know here. what <laughs> is booby trapped or not. You know they they love doing it, leaving a magazine on the floor with a grenade under it once you pull it. Uh, but then then I'm like. Well, why am I telling these guys to stop? We just took over this position. They didn't booby trapping themselves, you know. So yeah, that's kind of a good point. Actually. But you know, my first thought process is like, oh man, you know, these guys are they they going in too quick. They're gonna they, but boy, did they have fun that day, just grabbing everything. 
and uh, and we got quite a cash. You, you guys did not lose a single man. Not that day. Nope. And and that day is the day that um, we had uh, one of our guys come up. The first day we used Starlink. Really? Yeah. First day you used Starlink. Yeah, yeah. I was like literally able to tweet this out because of I, I was I was <laughs> I was connected to Starlink. Otherwise, I was in the middle of nowhere. I had no bars. So nothing. Elon Musk allowed you to tweet a photo of you stealing a Russian cachet. He didn't allow me. His uh, Starlink allowed me. <laughs> That's crazy. So, how, how many how many Russian K happened inside of this day? Do you guys ever get a body count? Or you guys just leave it be. You know what? I don't want to talk about body counts. Okay, that's good enough. But so let's you, just, you guys lost nobody, and they no, we lost no one. We lost nobody. And how significant was the area that they were holding here? Was this a main road? Was it an intersection? It's it's one of so you got you got to picture this. Imagine a hundred acres of land, mm-hmm. right? And in those hundred acres, you know, just kind of like we went hunting, uh, you know, that there's little tree lines just like yep. that. Just about every little tree line within those acres w- was Russian occupied. Those occupying Russians were they have one mission and one mission only to go and uh, attack uh, civilians and uh, you know and uh, civilian occupied areas. Don't get anything wrong. They not they're not looking for soldiers. They are looking for civilian occupied areas. So um, why is that? You got to ask the Russians. So they're not actively looking for you guys? No. We, for us? Yeah. They don't want to come across us. It's it's well, much easier for them to uh, kill civilians and feel good about themselves than, you know, you know, engage with, you know, soldiers. Hmm. God, that's actually very somewhat embarrassing and sad, you know, for for a military force to actually go that route. What I mean, you you know firsthand experience, but I, look, I mean all the stuff that I'm sitting here looking at, that you showed me. <sighs> Gee, so th- so this was the biggest cash you guys have actually taken. Definitely, one hundred percent. I mean that was um, that was a <laughs> that was a score. It, that'd be a score in any war in any decade. <laughs> that was a good that was a good day. How'd you guys get it all back? Well, we stole the tank. We started. We loaded up that tank with with her, with uh, with everything that we took from them. How, by the way, how hard is it to get fuel for these vehicles? Diesel is very difficult to come by now. Um, even on the way back, you know, from one of the times that I was getting vehicles with uh, me and Victor, um, we we were like out of fuel. You couldn't find a diesel gas station. Everything's diesel over there, so they call them petrol stations, mm-hmm. but we call them gas stations. Um, you could not find a gas station or a petrol station open anyways. It was either bombed or out of petrol. Bombed, out of petrol. It was like almost like a pattern. Bomb, so petrol, get- bomb, petrol. We went onto farms and, you know, we'd find a tractor. You know, anytime we saw a tractor on a farmland, we'd go and we'd ask the, um, you know, the farmer or whoever owned the tractor, hey, can you please help us out? And they would, like, literally siphon their gas from the tractor into our vehicle, and that's how we made it back. Otherwise, we would have never made it back. Hmm. All right, well, there is uh, part three of this series. I hope you guys are enjoying it. We got, uh, I, I don't know how many parts we got left. Well, I'm going to keep sifting through this stuff and getting some of the stuff for you guys. I do love you. Thanks for hanging out with me. We are out, and I'll see you guys here tomorrow.